The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. All right. Well, this is the Homance Chronicles, and I am Sarah. And I'm Nicole. And we have like a blast from the past on the show who's been on the show before, but also continuously crosses paths with me in my life <laughs> at various points. And we find um, fun little things to connect over like penis stickers. So we've uh, <laughs> continued to keep in touch. But the last time that she was on the show was about three and a half years ago when the podcast was first getting started. So we're excited to have her back because so much has changed in that time. So please welcome stand-up comedian and producer Kara Karachi. Hello. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love that it sounds like we collect penis stickers. Yes. Like we've just no, yeah. just well, the one time. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I guess we should say that it was a sticker that we had for our podcast that was somebody had created for us. Yeah. And we don't just have random stickers with penises on them at, on hand at all times to just hand off to each other. <laughs> I like the idea that we travel internationally collecting the different types of penis penises of that nation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a campaign and it was um, like, it, like the, oh, it's the like traveling gnome. And remember like the little gnome is in the different countries, like taking pictures. Like that's what we should do. Yes. The traveling dildo. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. This dildo has been uh, since this dildo has seen some shit. It's been some places. Here are all the pictures to prove it. Yeah, it also reminds me of that Instagram account that's called Not Engaged, and it's this woman who continuously take pictures of her left hand without a ring on it in ah! all the different locations. That is great. <laughs> do, you th- do you think the woman did that just so that she could make like? her boyfriend feel like shit or do you think that she is just living her best single life i think she's single got tired of seeing all the uh engagement pictures Mm -hmm. and was like why are they the only ones taking pictures with their hands and photos and i think she's just living her best single life i don't think it was manipulative i mean i love it it's probably what i like at this point i've really become a fan of people not being hurt by other people's actions like if you're doing it to manipulate somebody fuck you go to hell but if you're yeah. doing it just because it's hilarious like all for it um, i support that <laughs> agree like don't force people into something and shame them publicly like that that's un- that's not cool not cool yeah there's no indication that she has a boyfriend she could but now at this point it's a whole different persona so yeah the boyfriend right. has to just deal <laughs> <laughs> if one just, exists all right if he's around <laughs> My personal favorite Instagram is uh, Ch- uh, Chewbacca Bay. Like it's a girl version of. Ch- Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I can't. There's a Sasquatch Bay too, right? Oh, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, that's it's those two so are hilarious. Stupid. I love it. Oh my gosh! I know somebody got some females. Couple females got those costumes, and then like you know, made them a little more feminine. Now they do all sorts of fun videos and shit all over the place, mostly in the woods, but funny. (laughs) 
Yeah. His, yeah. Hysterical, which I don't know if that's a good segue into like how, you know, social media's impacts everything. Like it's impacting live, you know, comedy and events. And, um, it's, it's kind of terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Actually. Uh, yeah. Like, what did you end up because you're, you were a comedian, you're starting off and you you have a comedian, um, what's it called? Um, job. I wouldn't say it's a job career. That's what it is. Mashed potato brains. You have like a comedy career now. And so like when you were going through quarantine, how did you manage to like keep your comedy career afloat? What did you guys end up doing? How did you end up doing that? Uh, I had a mental breakdown. I mean, (laughs) immediately (laughs) mentally broke down. (laughs) Truly. I mean, that was, I hate to say it that I hate, you know, I hate to say that like, oh my gosh, there's this like, uh, you know, disease that's killing everyone. Everyone's losing their jobs. And then I'm over here and I'm like, how's, how's it going to impact me and my comedy? Like it, it seems so minuscule. And I remember saying that like a month later to my husband, where I was like, I can't even, I can't tell people how I feel because it's embarrassing, right? Like the fact that I'm worried about my stupid comedy was embarrassing. Like shouldn't, that shouldn't be embarrassing you know what I'm though. Saying, though? Like, yeah, I, I, I do validate it. Like, yeah, I, I understand that for sure. You don't feel like you're allowed to be upset about it, but you're absolutely yeah. allowed. You're yeah. 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 But your comedy is such an outlet for personal expression. And it also gives you a, a certain level of gratification and other feelings when you perform on stage and when you have the energy of other people. And you know, in the Detroit area, there's been a pretty good little scene that has grown and a lot of people who are connected. And so it's not just comedy. It's like your friends, your business partners, your, it goes deep. And so although you're making it sound like it's not as dramatic as maybe people who were like losing their jobs or whatever, it still is extremely impactful. Yeah. So, I mean, Personally, I don't think you have anything to be embarrassed about, but I can yeah. understand why you would want to filter who you said what to and when. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that was so that was my my initial reaction was I was really upset. I was really pissed. I um, I was like, OK, this is done. Like, I'm I'm just going to have to, you know, be done with comedy. And then um, then you it, we all, and when I say we all like comedians in the community started to get, uh, creative and I was on some uh, online shows, um, which by the way, I hate online shows, but it's like, I just tried to hold on to anything and everything. I started, um, I started doing some videos of like this, you know, at home, stay at home wife. Um, this woman with like, a um, what do you call it? Like a Southern accent and shit. And like how, how miserable her life was. Cause she had to stay at home with her husband and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, some comedians really took off during the pandemic because of videos going viral and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I don't know me, me personally, I was really devastated. And then I said, 
screw this. I'm going to give it everything I can. And I did some, I did a lot of outdoor shows. I just, I just went balls to the wall and I didn't give up. I know some people just completely stopped and I was like, I'm not going to let this stop me. So I love um, that so much. That makes me happy. And I would not be not, not that I think I'm anywhere special right now. I think though, um, I think I've definitely excelled in the past year and a half. And I, I, I owe it to the fact that I said, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to let this stop me because entertainment is going to come back. You have to think though, it was terrifying. You know, live nation right. was not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you're well, like, and there wasn't a lot to laugh at or about, yeah. right? I mean, That's even right. for the podcast, <laughs> we stopped recording for a few months because we were like, well, we don't want to keep talking about the same thing. And it's kind of a downer. And you had to find the right groove through Zoom. And so now I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm so grateful for the opportunities that came about because we've connected with people from all over the world. Yeah. And we've been able to be so much more flexible uh, with recording and, and um, you know, getting things done quicker, easier, whatever. But um, at the time you're like, well, I also tend to talk about things that happen in life and life's not happening. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it was a little rough, <laughs> Yeah, a little rough. The other thing I did is I, um, I realized that there was, um, yeah, that all of a lot of different companies were going online. And I realized that the groundlings out of Los Angeles, which is, um, an improv, uh, theater, um, and it's where Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell and Jimmy Fallon got their start. And like, it would be a dream of mine to be able to take classes with them. So I realized that they were doing online classes and I'm like, okay, so last year I made it my goal. I'm like, I'm taking classes with this groundlings. And so now I'm a year, a year in, I had to audition to even get into the classes got into the classes and now I've done. Yeah. I know. Right. So Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, Holy shit, that opportunity. I mean, like my mind is blown. Like I'm working with, you know, teachers that are doing what I think is epic shit. I, um, I had a, one of the students in my class is a puppeteer for crank anchors and uh, you guys know cranking? Yeah, I fucking yeah. love cranking. I know. Come and, on. Right? And then I'm meeting like people from London who are taking the classes. Like it has been the coolest experience. Um, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to finish the program. There's like, there's whatever, an advanced class that I need to take. And then you can take some writing classes. And so, um, yeah, so I'll, I honestly, it put some fire under my butt. And I think there's a lot of different comedians and creatives. Oh my gosh. Bo burn, Burnham, 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 <laughs> big fan, big fan. Um, Hey bud, right? love your stuff. Don't know how to say your name though. <laughs> Bo, Bo, we're super close. I just call him Bo. Um, call each other BB. <laughs> I call but him BB. <laughs> a great example of like 
taking creativity to the next level. You saw his Netflix special. Um, so I, I, I think, I think people went one of two ways and they said, you know, fuck this, I'm in survival mode and I just need to, you know, gravitate to my job that's going to pay the bills. And then I think there's others of us like myself that said, oh, hell no, you know, not in my backyard and uh, ran with it. We did. Oh, my gosh. We were doing open mics in, I kid you not, in 10 degree weather. I mean, around we were like people would have us over and and we we're just sitting out there with each other with a freaking fire pit and it's freezing and we're just but that's what kept us going like knowing that knowing that not that covid would end but that entertainment would come back you know mm-hmm. yeah that's cool it yeah, was that's pretty very- amazing um <laughs> one of your friends but also a friend of the show she had like started setting up shows in her backyard for yeah. people and yeah. it ended up I mean I think a lot of times it was probably just comedians performing for comedians but if you don't uh work that craft if you don't practice it's yeah. just like anything else um you know you get a little rusty or the nerves can get to you or whatever and so um like I was saying, I mean, the community that has been created here is pretty amazing in regards to how much they're supporting each other, especially the women. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I yeah. was, I've been so impressed by the gumption and the follow through of the women th- during this time that um, it's, it's pretty remarkable because a lot of the people that we know weren't in as comfortable positions as we are. And so they were trying to figure out how they were going to make money and do comedy. And so um, it's been inspiring to see a lot of people's journeys and how much everybody has taken this opportunity to grow, not just survive. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I give it up to you. What's the uh, audition process like for Groundlings? I mean, I don't know. You don't have to tell us the whole like step by step. But I mean, if you're having to audition, were you having to do like in front of videos? Were you like in front of Will Ferrell or something? Like, I'm so curious. (laughs) Was it a live audition with people? (laughs) I am totally blanking out. She's I like, know I did it. Check done. Forget about it. Blank out. <laughs> we need the space for other things like Bo Burnham. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bo, Bo. Um, <laughs> no, it was you. You sign up for it. Um, which signing up for it was hard in itself, just because everyone is signing up for the audition, and then. I believe I was with like a group of 10 people and then you just, there's a couple of games that you have to play. And then there's um, the last part of it is like a one-on-one with the teacher. So it's almost like they might be trying to see if they get the right fit, like the right group of people so that it can be successful. Yeah. For, yeah, for sure. Well, cause you can do, you can, you could audition to be in these um, in, in the classes, or if you didn't want to audition, you could start like at the very bottom level. Um, oh, okay. I had so you skipped a I, couple levels. Yeah, that's basically, yeah, that's basically it. 
Uh, I tested out of the first AP chem class. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> tested out. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm just really smart and good at this shit. So. <laughs> I know. I seriously was thinking about like community college and how some people have to take like basic, like yeah. basic English 101 or something. 100%. And you're like, well, I'm able to come in at 102. <laughs> Listen, motherfucker, I've been doing English for about a whole long time now, and so I'm going to qualify to get the fuck out. I know how to use commas and, and get all that other apostrophe shit. We're good. <laughs> the um, the other class, or I shouldn't say class, I took, um, and if, if you, if anyone listening is in the improv, <laughs> I highly recommend checking out, um, the groundlings and some of the workshops they have to offer. I also took a one day um, workshop, which was on how to audition for Saturday Night Live. That's fun, though. So cool. And so it was this guy who he didn't um, he he's uh, in the groundlings and he didn't make it um, on SNL, but he made it to the very end where he auditioned at you know, at NBC for SNL. So we talk, you know, he walks you through how to create your um, SNL video. You know, you need to have, um, you know, you need to be able to do different impersonations is a big thing, but you have to choose like five different impersonations. And so part of it is like, okay, what's relevant? You know, like if you can do a Gretchen Whitmore you know, impersonation, do that because it's very relevant right now. Yeah. They might be looking for that next Gretchen Whitmer person. So could you, could you imagine if we were like, boo, boo, SNL, then holy fuck, it's Kara and she's goddamn Gretchen. <laughs> when did this happen? And then she's like, listen, oh. I tested out. <laughs> and then I tested all the way up here. <laughs> I went to SNL 102. (laughs) Listen, but I qualify for SNL 301, so here we are. (laughs) Don't mind me. I'm just a badass. It's fine. (laughs) I watched this, like, special on Jason Sudeikis' story for how he ended up on SNL. Hey, that must have been fun. He's a funny man. He is. Um, and I think it was something on Apple TV because I was like obsessed with Ted Lasso. I don't know if you guys have to do or not, but I absolutely it's a good love one. show. It's a good one. Um, it really is. And so I think it was like in connection to that. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. It probably just played on its <laughs> own after I was done watching every single episode. Um, <laughs> and so his story was interesting and unique and um i don't know it he really kind of focused on like being behind the scenes and he was a writer for a really long time and i mean i know a lot of the cast members are writers for a long time but he almost was like not prepared to go on stage like he did a little backup dance and um that and they wanted to make that like a full character basically and he was like wait 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 <laughs> I got more. Hang on. I'm way more talented. Let me dust out. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> um, that's amazing like one little like movement situation they're like he's gonna be a fucking star we're gonna go ahead and take you now bud you're great <laughs> well i think you guys have you probably would recognize the character i'm talking about because he always wears a red adidas jumpsuit and he does like the dance um yeah isn't he like uh papa papa uh, papa giorgio like mm-hmm. uh <laughs> oh, he wasn't doing that? What was he doing? Um, and he would dance, like, with a game show that Keenan would host. Anyway, okay. so um, he did this, this throwback 90s dance running man type move or whatever. And he was like, I forget who the guest was that was going to be on for that episode, but they needed people to be in the background to just, like, do dancing behind this person. And um, he ended up being like right next to the celebrity host and uh, people thought it was hilarious. And he credits it to being around of black people playing basketball when he was growing up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm really like streamlining this down, you know? Um, Really getting to the bare bones here, people. Yes, but- It was um, because of the culture, let's be honest. He got his- (laughs) I find all of those stories, though, fascinating because a lot of it is like, yes, you work really hard. Yes, you bust your ass. But also a lot of it's like you make the right connections. You're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And so I feel like that's just- true for any job, though. Like you look at the corporate America situation, you know, you can apply to any kind of corporate job and not get like, it. What, but like you know, an automotive job? Like an automotive no, job? No, I'm talking medical field here, Kara. Medical field. Okay. 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 I mean, I'm just wrong. I, I'm Different wrong. industries. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like if you're in a, and I feel like the show industry is kind of the same where it's like you can do what you're doing and climb the ropes and test out and do all your auditions and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's about who you meet and impress and know it's not about your talent. Unfortunately, it can only take you so far, I guess. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, do you, to, do you listen to Smartless, the podcast? I do because I love Jason Bateman. Yes. So much. Yeah. I I love all three guys. I love all three guys on there, but, um, Yes, I've been a Jason Bateman fan for quite some time because just his personality that comes out in every character that he plays is pretty much the same, but it's fantastic. Yeah. It also (laughs) very much reminds me of somebody that Nicole would want to be with, if I'm being honest, because they're very on top of it, very good at validating everything, you know. (laughs) I can see that. I feel like he would be a good partner for you, Nicole. I'm there for you. I'm with it. As long as it's post his alcohol addiction issues, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, but, I wouldn't uh, want you. I would want anyway, you to be an alcoholic. <laughs> there was um, there was a point to this question, oh, Kara. They do well. You know, they interview a lot of actors and comedians, and they interviewed Tina Fey, and she talked about um, you know her and Amy doing Weekend Update, and like how it was just a like. Uh, it was supposed to just be Tina at, on the weekend update. And then she apparently like, you know, I don't want to misconstrue the story, but like she freaked out and was like, I can't do this alone. Cause if you really listen to T like, listen 
to her interview and she's really more introverted. She likes to do the writing. She doesn't necessarily like the on-camera work. And so, yeah, apparently she was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take Amy with me. So I think, yeah, there's so many of those instances where it is fly by the seat of your pants and the, the right time, the right moment, um, uh, whatever. And yeah. So with all these different classes and branching out onto online and still trying to make in-person stuff work, like where do you, I guess, see yourself going? Like you want to, do you want to go more into writing? You want to continue to sharpen the stand-up tools or like what's, what's the next thing for you? So ideally I would <laughs> rather... <laughs> She's like, that was such a serious question. I, <laughs> I, I would much rather someone hand me a script and me play a character. I, <laughs> I feel like I can't even say this out loud, but like, say it out I, loud. <laughs> I don't like, like stand-up comedy is not my first choice of, uh, of the genre of the acting improv it, but the, like, again, I feel like I'm gonna be canceled and everyone's gonna be like, ah, oh, we're never booking her again. But it's, <laughs> it's the truth. Like I would much rather be given a script and then, um, and then act in something. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I do struggle with the writing. I'll, uh, I, I don't sit down and write. I don't, I think of things and then I write the note down and then I go in, to an open mic and I try and work it out. Um, so don't get like, I think stand-up comedy is so gratifying, but 99% of the time, I just rather be at an open mic. Like I sometimes, like, I don't know that I could handle being in front of 2000 people. Um, I don't know. It's just not, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. And the beautiful thing with stand-up is that the work is easier to find in the sense that I can, I can be on a mic seven days a week. I'm not going to get paid for seven days a week, but I can be in front of people. I can be at an open mic. I can be, you know, I can be acting seven days a week. So that's a beautiful thing with stand up, but it's, it's not necessarily my preferred. Um, I not- understand that. I can yeah. understand that for sure. I'd rather so, do a character. Right. I would say so more or less acting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel guilty. I feel that guilty. Was a long, that was a real long walk there we just took. <laughs> did you have a Catholic cool, background? Like what's you, going on here? Yeah, like what are you who are you protecting, babe? You don't need to protect anybody's feelings here. Nobody's gonna cancel you either. You're good. Oh, sure. <laughs> but I think it's okay to feel that way. it's okay it's okay to have empathy for others but i think just be happy that you're in a place where you're at i struggle with that too you know like sometimes i'm in a better place than other people and i feel bad about it but i gotta remind myself like i busted my ass to get here you know what i mean like i have to be award myself a little bit yeah so but so uh, from my perspective the thing is that if you don't actually say what you want and put it in the universe, it's going to be cloudy and it might not really come to you. Yeah. So it's important to be clear about what you want and to put it out there. But at the same time, based on how long we've known each other, which is like, I don't know, 
a decade and a half. And um, paralysis on my you what? Sensory electrolysis. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. I I have since then had laser removal on my mustache. Wow, well. must be nice. I guess I got to jump on that fucking bandwagon, huh? Does everybody just laser off their mustache hair anymore? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But so from knowing you though that you have an incredible work ethic, so like you're extremely reliable. And if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. So like just because maybe stand up isn't your main baby is not your favorite child i don't think that people are going to cancel you because the way that you partner with people is um to be respected right yeah. I mean, you and paul have had the open mic at new way going at, on monday nights which to me seems like the hardest it's gotta <laughs> be day to like go out and do something fun get out of your house um for a long time now and like you can't sustain something like that if you're not committed no you really can't and you can't attract people to want to continue to work with you eventually you're going to get burnout in the group of you know people that you're in if you're not a bad if you're not a good person so people yeah. still want to hang out with you and talk to you hello we're here there you are <laughs> you're not a bad person I'm you're true. okay I, I think also you look at like how other some other comedians who are now actors started and I think a lot of them were in stand-up comedy like that's how they got their start a lot of the comedians like um the uh Jewish guy that now sells weed Joe's uh Seth Rogen <laughs> him and that crew they were all stand-up comedians is that what he's known for he's a Jew that's like how people think of him no that's just how I remember him <laughs> <laughs> I think people do associate weed with him because he's pretty much always high. Okay. Um, yeah, like Pineapple Express, that movie, him and all like all those guys. Yeah, they all started as stand-up comedy guys. They weren't. Yeah. You know, coming in full bore, like I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. No. You're starting. So many Jim. You know Jim Carrey. I'm uh, so many. So yeah. many. Um. No, that, and that's what I'm saying. It is. It is, you have the ability to be an actor every single day of the week as a stand-up comedian. So, um, I love that aspect. I just, um, you know, I think ultimately the question is, well, what's next? And I'm really trying to figure that out. Like, what is it that, mm-hmm. um, cause I've, I, uh, uh, yeah, I want to know what really fills fills me up. And I don't know that becoming a headlining comedian is my end all be all. I, I just, I don't know if I want, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I want to write an hour set and then in six months be expected to write another hour set and another hour. Cause you are continuously evolving no different than like bands, right. Coming out right. with a new album. I don't know. I don't know if I have that in me. Yeah, it's your software. <laughs> but it's a special um, uh, level of I don't know. Commitment, I guess. passion. The list passion. goes on. Passion, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not passionate about a lot of things in my job either. Right. So, but not yeah. only have you had all of this shit going on and trying to like you know, figure out what your next move is. You literally did move during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, so did you like 
do your house shopping and all that kind of stuff like during the pandemic well did you do dummy shopping (laughs) we dummy shopping um i mean (laughs) i feel like this is gonna be a really boring answer but we're renting in detroit and we're renting with um uh fully furnished so oh that's awesome nice which was one of the reasons why we wanted to rent here is because we also want, we always say we rent for our freedom, which Sarah, you probably can like relate to this is that Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I, that's great that you have a mortgage and that's fine. Nicole, I'm not talking about you, (laughs) but like my mortgage is specifically for an investment purpose. I'm not sentimentally attached to my home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah just habitating okay I don't love it here I'm not tied (laughs) I mean I love it here but it was mainly for the purpose of money yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was a power move yeah (laughs) yeah I mean that's if I was if I was uh not if I didn't have my senior doggy who uh needs to go out like all of the time and is high maintenance as fuck i would reconsider renting as well like there was multiple times during the pandemic where i was like i could just sell this house take the hundred grand i made from it and go buy or rent like put down the whole the money for the whole year to rent somewhere on a beach like it crossed my mind many times (laughs) could you imagine the amount of work you wouldn't have gotten done (laughs) but living on a beach yeah i wouldn't do anything i would just be at the beach constantly i think i would have to like move and take a serious amount of time off to like get sick of my environment so that i would actually work oh no i'm very self-motivated not me nope that's why highly distracted Uh, Hmm? will arnett you're sarah you're the will arnett (laughs) (laughs) A hundred percent. 100 P. That's exactly what we are. <laughs> I love Will Arnett as well. I love That's him. why she loves me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Will. I love listening to his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I watched a couple of those like Lego competition shows because of Will. That's true. I don't true. know about those. Yeah. She he hosted... He hosted a show on Fox, I think it's had like two seasons now, where people would come on and they'd be presented with some sort of, uh, you know, thing that they were supposed to make out of Legos and they could interpret it in their own way. And there was like Will Arnett and then two judges who would basically decide who gets to move on. Like it was a, it was kind of like a cooking competition show. I need to find this. It's nerd <laughs> heaven. It's so good. I love well, it. Well, he had Nicole. Well, he, not him specifically, but Fox had Nicole Byer on as one of the guests one time. And I also love her. She's a stand-up comedian um, who does, you know, dabble in acting and other things. But I like listen to her podcasts and stuff. And so I watched the episode uh with her on it too because i was like well i have to support (laughs) yeah exactly 
But so anyway, your story is not that boring. I mean, you mm -hmm. had, so you found a place that was actually furnished and easy. And so you had to though sell your other places or your end your leases or whatever and do all this stuff during the pandemic, which to me sounds like it could be really complicated, but. So yeah. many people seem to jump on that bandwagon. Oh my gosh. I remember there were like sometime like days where I would just see U-Hauls like all over the highway. So <laughs> many people were like, oh, I've got nothing to do. I'm going to clean the heck out of my house. You know, I had a, um, a colleague, a coworker, he's literally moved four times since the pandemic. What? And I'm like, well, where's this motherfucker at today? First, it was Miami. Then it was some other place. Then it was some other place. Then it was some other. Now it's Boston or something. I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> again, I'm established in this house for a long time. So I wouldn't be able to just pick up and dip. Whereas this person is, you know, younger starting off has that option. But I think it's kind I of worked cool. with, I worked with people. Well, they're a married couple. They actually had pets that they took with them, but they did the whole like roaming thing. Uh, or like the nomad mm -hmm. situation, they just mm -hmm. put their whole lives in the RV and nope, no, who knew? no. who knew where they were? No, nope, we're not. No, no, I need running water. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm surprised. They stay at Airbnbs and stuff like that. No. They ended up settling down in Portland after going across like all the way across the country or something Good for them though they got to figure it out you know how are they i wouldn't be able to do that and focus on work like somehow he still was like super high performer and i was like but you don't even know like when you're gonna have internet <laughs> yeah i i think i need i'm like in my brain my anxious brain i need like a structure and a plan you know like if you're making a recipe I have to have all my ingredients out on the countertop and know that I have enough to do the recipe yeah. before I dive in, which is normal. But I feel like that's how I am about everything. Like I wouldn't be able to do the whole nomad situation if I didn't know if I was going to have the internet or, you know what I mean? Like my things that are taking place in person are more important than my job. So I would never prioritize that shit. It would, I would fail miserably. Yeah. Again, <laughs> knowing who you are and being accountable for those things. <laughs> Yeah. first step <laughs> so in addition to the move sorry were you gonna say something well i was just here i was gonna do my own segue um <laughs> please do please take over thinking, our show <laughs> i was thinking like you got you know you were talking about you the fact that you have stepkids that's exactly and, it yeah well and why we why this was the right time to move also is because my stepdaughters were um, both graduating from high school or would be graduated at the end of next year. And we've always just wanted the freedom to like go do our own thing. We had always said that once I graduate, we would leave Michigan. And then the pandemic made it challenging and other personal things made it challenging. So uh, anyways, but that's been a big part of the reason we wanted something we could rent. And then the fact that it's foot furnished, we were like, oh, heck yeah. Now we get, we have nothing. We don't have a single. Makes me anxious. <laughs> I don't like it. Except for your husband owns his own company. 
Yeah. So it's not like you don't own anything. True. Yeah. But so much, you know, his, so his company really, the whole concept stemmed from uh, him reading books uh, uh, that Tim Ferriss wrote. Are you familiar with, with mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss? Yeah. No. Um, he's a techie guy, lives down in Austin, but uh, he, I think his first book he wrote was called Four Hour Work Week. And it's all about working efficient, you know, mm-hmm. like getting rid of this concept of you need to work 50 hours a week. You know, there's a nine to five schedule. The interesting thing is, is that Tim was preaching this concept, but like the pandemic, like really made Forced that it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we should be like open hours is like between nine and five, you're expected to be doing some work. Yeah. But like, uh, get your job done yeah, and then enjoy your time. Like the postal service, you know, they get their, their carriers, get all their stuff done. They can be done for the day. I'm like, yeah, I'm an adult. I don't need to be told how to to function like this anymore. Like, right. Come on now. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so Tim's whole thing is he also talks about like how he started an online company and that, um, you know, by having this online company, he could live anywhere he wanted in the world at any time. And so long story short, my husband like followed that path and now we're living it and it's wild. (laughs) Do you like it? Um, I mean, I'm more like you where I don't want to get up and go all the time. Cause it makes me like, well, what's going to be, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, <laughs> I need my second monitor and my, yeah, husband. I need creature comforts. <laughs> God damn it. I don't enjoy doing any kind of work on a laptop screen. That's only 13 inches wide. Who does that? Who yeah. functions there? I can't, my brain's like, no, ah. no, no. <laughs> That's cute. Come back when you've got 22 inches of monitor for me to use. Twenty-two like, inches. <laughs> I'm in a it's room. when size matters. Mm-hmm. This is comedy. Really it, is. it is. <laughs> it is. Size matters when it applies to a monitor. You can use that in your fucking writing too. You I'm, go ahead. I was say, can you write that quote down? Sarah <laughs> talks about wanting 22 inches. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, my right. brain will only function if it's 22 inches or longer. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um, but uh, yeah, so then, yeah, that's it. My, he's, that's, that's him. He's loves that adventure, you know, but he's also the, the type of guy who like, he can pack a backpack and go live in the middle of the woods you know, it takes a certain type of wiring in your head. I could not do that. I would. It takes a lack of anxiety is what that takes. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't do that either. I enjoy my cushy everything. So, well, N- Nicole's like the epitome of bougie. Like if you were to say creature comfort <laughs> level hundred, that's Nicole at two Oh three or something. Like she's beyond but like I'm right at a hundred, like I need creature comfort shit too. So I can get where my sister's like that. She is capable of packing a backpack. Mm. She lives on minimal, you know, and she's, she's okay. That's her comfort zone. Cause she doesn't have to consider all the exterior, you know, things that are going on. She's in control of this little tiny world. Whereas me, I'm like, there's not enough here for me to be happy. I need more. Yeah. <laughs> so then yeah. I get that. I feel you. So how are you like doing with that then? Is it a day by day thing? Are you 
the, facing not, it every day. Like it's a, it's a new day. It's a new day. <laughs> I will say the nice thing is, is that it goes hand in hand with comedy. And so I made it my goal to, I, my goal was to get to three different states and do comedy this past year. And I think I'll, I think I'm at like six or something like that, you know, that's went great. And went to Wisconsin, went to Chicago, about to go to San Diego, went to New York, went to Denver. And then he, he loves it, you know? So for me, I'm like, okay, comedy is my excuse. And for my husband, he's like, ah, adventure. I'm going <laughs> to, it has, um, that has gone hand in hand with each other nicely. Um, because of course I want to see what's out there from a comedy perspective and he's all about it where most people, when they do comedy, they're just on their own, you know, like that's right. My husband's like, I want to (laughs) go. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you're going to be like the only comedian out there with a spouse who's sitting in the crowd with like a poster of like, go care, go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, can you make him one of those like little posters that he has to hang up, like do this with every time he goes to one of your shows. And it's just like that awkward guy in the back. It's like, are you okay, ma'am? Is this your, is he stalking you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I make him wear a t-shirt with your face on it. Yes. (laughs) Karachi. Yeah, no, he like, I'm spoiled. He drives me everywhere and he maps shit out. I'm like, I'm so spoiled. No other comedian is living like that. No, no, they're not. (laughs) I can tell you that right now. Yeah, he's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're not. (laughs) Nope, not at all. But um, yeah. Okay, wait, I have a question. So you said that the daughters are now of, you know, like age to be out of high school. So like when you guys started dating, when you got married, you weren't doing the the comedy thing. So how did, right? So how did the, how did the girls kind of like accept the fact that their stepmom was getting ready to be a comedian? And like, do they think, are they embarrassed by you? Do they support you? Like, I'm so curious to know how they're handling or like reacting to this. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, totally. It's, um, I think one, okay. So they were nine and 10 when I came into their lives. And then my husband really encouraged me to like, get back into something. Cause I just, I was I, I, miserable. Yeah. Like and living in <laughs> living in grand blank and just not miserable no hobbies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had moved, I had actually lived in Chicago and then I moved back here to Michigan for him and just like, I turn, I turn in, it just wasn't my lifestyle. I was living someone else's lifestyle, like taking care of kids, living in the middle of nowhere. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So I got back into improv and then eventually that became stand-up comedy. And for the kids, um, honestly, like they, they, I feel like they help keep me relevant because they're so, they're so hip, right? Like they're totally into like, it's like, I would have known half of this shit without them, like Snapchat and like, you know, all these hip hop artists. And like, I, I, you know, I thought like the song WAP was like, 
the coolest thing that came out. And then I realized it had been out for like a year, you know, like, uh. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this song's got such a great beat. And like, everyone's like, yeah, that's way old. That's super <laughs> but they, so they helped me with that, keeping me relevant. Um, and I would say <laughs> my, like the, the one seems to like it gravitate you know, more than the other, like, she'll be like, Oh, I want to come to your show. Like she, you know, cause I don't, I don't go out of my way to invite them. Um, because of the content, <laughs> I was going to say it's a little not safe for children. Yeah, And it's like, you're, you know, your your kids, they're like, you're, you're their parents. So I don't know if I'd ever sure. want to go see my mom do stand up. Right. Yeah. And then be scarring. I don't know. Yeah. It comes with the disclaimer where you're like, now it's like, okay, if you want to come, you can, um, like the one came to drag queen bingo too. And she freaking loved that. But that is good. good. That is so raunchy. It is like over the top, but I'm just kind of like, all right, you've heard all this before. So, you know, she's a child of this era. Like she's heard more than you probably have, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have urban dictionary growing up. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like Carrie had to process how old she was for a second. Oh yeah. How do I find out about things? Random magazines that I found at my friend's parents' house (laughs) in the mattress under the bed. Y'all just get access to porn and all the other shit that happens in the world anymore. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. No, they're, um, they're, that's another interview I just listened to of Jimmy Fallon, where like, they were like, do your kids watch you? And he's like, no, like they came to see me one time when they were babies and like, nope, they, you know, I just, um, I don't it's know. A different, it's a different version of you as well. Yeah. Um, like you said, you also like to like play a character, you know, so there's a lot of interviews that celebrities do who have children and they're like, well, did they watch, you know, such and such? Because it's typically more asked when you're doing like a children's based movie. Majority of them are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure their kids are like, I don't care. I don't really fucking care at all. I just don't want you to embarrass me. Or at that point, they don't care if they get embarrassed either because they got money. They're just spoiled rotten. Yeah. And uh, I, my husband, so my, my stepdaughter had a TikTok video go viral of my, of my husband though. It's, a, <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. It's my husband. It was totally sporadic. My stepdaughter was filming my husband and he started singing this period song that he, he just made up on the spot. Like, he was like, what's wrong? Are you on your period? And then he's, he's like in with the good out with the bad, drink your water. Like a good, sh-. it like, it was offended you, but it has over 2 million views on it. And then, and so that was like, and then she ended up getting all these followers. So I guess what I'm trying to say, other than trying to share with you this goofy story is that like, I think their age is living in such a different world where like um, 
fame and celebrities are just, it's not what it used to be. There's not just a Judy Garland anymore. And like Judy gets every role in every film. Now you, someone becomes a celebrity overnight now with all this social media. And are they really celebrities? Like, you know, I feel like now there's so many levels to like popularity because I was reading an article the other day about how TikTok has caused Spotify some angst because Gen Z's just don't care about going and listening to an app. You know, they want it combined now, which makes sense. You're evolving. You have this media out there, this the content, this platform. So now social media or um, TikTok is creating a music app or, you know, a portion of their app is going to be music based and all these people that are being discovered off of TikTok. There's a channel on Sirius XM radio for TikTok music now because of it, because people have become famous from the sounds that people use there. So it's like the way that people become famous and popular is changing. And like the levels of popularity is changing. It's not black and white anymore. There's, you know, influencers that I don't know who the fuck you are, but you make billions of dollars every year because you have a chip implanted in your hand. Like, good for you. You're famous on the internet and you and your husband make a ton of money, but I don't know who you are. Who yeah. has a chip that implanted in their hand? Yeah. Tell me more. Her, about so her name is uh chip girl. You guys can find her online, but her and her husband, I don't know what they do for a living. I guess they make like, um, electric powered kid carts and some other shit. And they just have started to evolve into the tech community. And now they've got millions upon millions of, you know, like billions of dollars and this technology, I don't know if they discovered it or they were part of it. She's got a chip that's embedded in her hand. And that's how she unlocks everything in her house. It's her house key. It's the key to her alcohol cupboard. It's cool. But it's also like, you're putting your life out there. This is me in my head. I'm like, somebody could kidnap that woman and take everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just take her fucking yeah. hand. Yeah. You know, like, where's the kill switch? But So, like, these people, you know, this woman who would have otherwise been a complete nobody with just a bunch of money now has this this fame and this popularity, which is actually in helping her sell more shit. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's this weird time where we're not in this formal, you know, like, um, advertising agencies, the product company, the advertising agency, like, everybody's just kind of, like, winging it. It's like the Wild West anymore. Yeah. I don't know if it's easier or more difficult to become rice Sarah, to the top now. What? Please stop moving your headphones. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Driving me nuts. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yes. So, I mean, I guess it sounds like everything's going okay for you and the girls are into it-ish. <laughs> and you're living your best life in Detroit and you're coming out of the pandemic smarter on top yeah on top (laughs) I mean test it out it's really good it's really (laughs) (laughs) Um, feeling it (laughs) are there any um shows that you would like to promote I am doing this show in uh, San Diego. Um, it's actually, uh, I am doing a show in San Diego. It's called, uh, <laughs> hold on, let me come back. No, no, it's cool. 
I don't have my uh, admin here at the moment. So you can, I you, can also full use details. It, you could also use it for your add a girl if you'd like. We can move into add a girl time. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll give you time to look it up. Okay. So, can I do that? Yeah, please do. Well, I'm going to, I don't want to say it wrong. I don't blame you. Yeah, so at a girl time is just basically that, you know, we like to pat ourselves on the back for something good that's happened or something uh, good that we've done. Uh, try to end out the show in a positive note. And so, you know, all this like pandemic talk and how are we surviving and all of that, like it's a good time to pat ourselves on the back. So for me, uh, something good that's happened, not necessarily something I did, but that happened to me is, um, with this, this job change that I've had recently, and I went to a different company, um, they, it's the first time that they, that I've worked for a company that hasn't found every way possible to like cheap out. Like they're giving me like all of the nicest things and trying to make sure I'm taken care of, including just randomly, I got a $200 Amazon gift card the other day. I said happy holidays. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, great. I would Perfect. gladly take a $200 yeah. gift card from my company instead of all the bullshit they send me for the holiday. Don't send me a card. I don't need an email from whoever the fuck is my boss's 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 boss. I don't need a water bottle. Just give me money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a literal like one sentence thing wasn't expecting it had no idea what was coming i mean and then all of a sudden I, like i honestly for a second i like had to check the email address and everything because i was like wait is this a spam email yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah. point because those are yeah. all loud and proud well and the ceo <laughs> has not emailed me since i started it's been a whole two weeks you know I've met him in person a couple of times, but we haven't had to like do any correspondence, right? So I, I was like, uh-oh, is this real? <laughs> had to like dig in and I'm like looking at his email address. I'm like, okay, yep, yep, it's the same one. All right, there's no weird like misspelling or something, you know? Yeah. Isn't that so funny that like, we're so used to working for companies that try to do the bare minimum or try to like do things as cheap as possible that when something nice and good happens like that, you're like, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good to be true meters going off something's fucked yeah. here yeah <laughs> my last paycheck uh, <laughs> uh, so um, anyway sarah something good from you so something good from me i am um proud of myself it happened today actually nicole and i were going to exchange gifts because you know i'm so on top of my shit as i said last episode um, but I just didn't have the time in my day to like do it. Cause I've got some other stuff going on and I got to make sure that I'm ready for it by tomorrow. And so like earlier today when I knew I just wasn't going to have enough time, everything was kind of like, you know, domino affecting and it was just going to be me rushing around and not being able to get stuff done for myself. Um, I was like, Hey, listen, I just can't do the gift exchange today. It's going to be too much time. And she was like, okay, we could do it another time. And I was like, cool. Cause I was going to just try to jam it all in and try to get shit done. And it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And I'm proud of myself for not trying to force it this time around. So I didn't get any money or anything like that. <laughs> and I didn't have to like, you know, check, double check, triple check, make sure I wasn't getting scammed by anybody. But you know, <laughs> I also was able to sign up for my benefits and get my, uh, what is it? 401k information 
which I'm proud of because I haven't had that for a couple of years. So we got that back up and running. It was a good week. Not mad about it. That's awesome. Add a girl. Thank you. That's an add a girl for Nicole too, where it was like, thanks for being a good friend and understanding that. Yeah. I need space. (laughs) Well, I just say I don't have the time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I have no time for you. So, (laughs) um, no, I, I proposed that, uh, when we were going to record in person, that she either come over before or stay late so we could do the gift exchange. And I said, but it was totally up to her. I was very cash about it. So there was no pressure to make it happen. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) hopefully she felt fine making that decision because I literally did not care. (laughs) that's how this works well and this would take this would take me to an entirely different conversation where I feel like text mess so much gets lost in text message like I always think people hate me all the time like on text (laughs) message I'm like oh god they're pissed off and I was like you know there's no emotion in text message like how can how how did you create that in your head that they're mad at you, you know, it's because <laughs> text messages are just matter of fact. That's it. It's just, yeah. This I mean, the same thing you asked if you could move it to zoom and I said, no worries. Oh, oh I felt so guilty. I had like oh. complete shame. I don't know. Cause I was like, oh man, they're gonna, uh-uh. you know, think that I, and I'm like, it, it's going to be so much more efficient if I just yeah, follow that Tim Ferriss model. Yeah, efficiency. <laughs> yeah, efficiency totally. is key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the things that were planned today changed, and then all of my responses <laughs> to all of you were okay. No worries. Yeah, <laughs> so it's maybe been that a- is an add a girl for me. <laughs> well, I would say it is. Yeah, I will go ahead and just say, just throw that one in and take the fact that you got money out because that's you did. <laughs> You're great, but the universe just provided you with that. <laughs> the grace is what we should be putting a spotlight on. Right. <laughs> yeah. My literal, right. like, not giving shit. About not anything. investing and caring about anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why you don't get any emotion from me and my responses, Kara, because there's not a lot to give. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel nothing. <laughs> Listen, I feel nothing. We can move on. <laughs> right. It's yeah. fine. I'll add a Zoom link. Here you go. <laughs> so, Kara, back to you and your Atta Girl. Did you get your situation sorted over there? Do you know what oh. you're doing, where you're going, who you're going to be? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess my Atta Girl, uh, well, I thought this was cool. So, yesterday I had my, I completed my second improv class. I don't know if I told you this, but like, I, I didn't have to take no one. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say me. like testing out that a girl. You did it. You did that. Right, right, right. But, um, yesterday, <laughs> like, here's the thing with comedy is like, uh, I don't, we like, what do I, uh, I don't know that we tell each other we're so involved in the community that we don't necessarily tell each other good job or bad job or, and this particular class I took, 
I got hammered on like every, every time I came to class, all, all of us got hammered on what you could do better. I mean, every single thing I did for the past two months, it was like, you could do this, you could do this. Mm, you should work on this. And so when I got to this class yesterday, he does like a final review and he tells you, you know, his final thoughts, an individual one-on-one. And I was like, Oh God, what is this going to be? You know? And he, he said to me, he goes, you're really funny and you can't teach funny. And I was like, what the fuck? That okay, is, man. That is so cool. And, yeah. uh, that's it. Like that just like, I don't know. I haven't felt that way. Uh, like I haven't felt, uh, I don't feel anything about myself. You know, I don't feel like, Oh, I'm like so great. I just, feel like I'm out there doing what I love and it's fun. Um, but so to hear someone like say that about me, it was, I don't know, it was just a different kind of warm and fuzzy. So it was like an awkward validation. Cause you're like, yeah, I know. That's really nice way to cap off the fact that you've been beaten up for two months and then to really find out that they actually weren't like, it's not that bad. <laughs> it was it, definitely the style of teaching, you know, where you were like, oh, this is how you teach. Like you want us to get better. Okay, I get it. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm getting my money's worth. Yay! Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you'd be surprised like how often just, you know, classes or even work isn't like that. You know, mm-hmm. everyone just kind of, all right, approves it and you're like, can you help? Like, I need help. Like I want to get better. So I like the beat down personally. I, you know, anyway, helps you. Yeah. Um, can I say one more thing? No. Um, <laughs> you can say a lot more things. I just, you can see all of the things, <laughs> all the things. Um, this past weekend, I, <clears throat> I did a uh, comedy show in Oxford, which we all know, oh. right, has been through some shit in the past month. And oh my gosh, I can't even tell you, like, it, it was just, it was the feeling afterward when the show was done and like, I was just hugging strangers. Like, it was just like, are you from Oxford? And they're like, yeah. And then we would hug. And that was like Mm -hmm. it, like nothing else had to be said. It was like, I know there's a lot of hurt here and like, nobody needs to talk and let's just like love on each other. Um, I don't, it was, and like Santa Claus was there. We have, you know, comedians dressed up as Santa and, uh, and, and his elf. And like, it was just a really special, really cool vibe. Um, Mm. So just want to share that because it totally had all the warm and, and fuzzies and um, yeah. I love to hear that. I love those stories. You know, it's like great when you're in a group of people where it just doesn't need to be said. You don't need to say it. Just mm-hmm. exist for a minute with me, please. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's still so hard. It's still so hard. Well, and these people are questioning leaving their house probably. So the fact that they yeah. came out to just try to have a little bit of a, a break uh, a little bit of a change of pace 
you know, maybe try to laugh again. Who knows how impacted they've been. So it's amazing. Yeah. And people probably do feel guilty about laughing and going out and enjoying a night during things that are so tragic, you know? So I'm sure you're doing like, at a girl, you're doing the community of service. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So Uh, did you find out where you're going? She did. All along, Nicole. What? Um, I said no, no, no. Um, I'm going to Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego, okay. Cute Little Club. Um, and then I'll be in Midland in January, and I've got shows with Mike Ball coming up in January, February, Grand Rapids. Um, yeah, I mean, so where can people find your schedule? Go to my face, my Facebook page. Um, my husband, my husband, Aspen, Jackson, he'll be driving me. Um, <laughs> listen, just text my husband on this day at this time. He'll answer right? all the things you need to know. It's fine. <laughs> That'd be great. If I just give out his phone number here. Um, <laughs> it's an adventure, babe. So people can follow you, Kara Karachi, on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to Karachi.com. Yep, exactly. Just getting in contact. Yep. yep going on. Exactly. Yep. Right, cool. www.karachi.com. How Thank do you spell you. that? Because there's no H in there. Oh. <laughs> Her website has an H. Yes. Yeah. Her website is C-R-O-T-C-H-I-E.com. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> So you can find you us. You can find us at homeance underscore chronicles on Instagram. Um, you can also join our closed group on Facebook, the Homeance Chronicles, the Judgment Free Zone. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, do all the good things. Thank you, Kara, for being here. It's been Coming so back. good catching up. Yeah, we haven't talked. You haven't been out in a while, so glad that you were able to make this work. And right in the middle of the holiday too. So thanks for you know, being flexible as well. Yeah. And now you have like a full bit of time to like, you don't have to rush around and do anything. You just sit there and prepare. That's great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to sit here with my 22 incher and uh, (laughs) monitor my monitor. Get settled in. (laughs) 